When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you're listening right around the country. Patrick Dangefield and Aaron Habkwood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. Good morning to you, Redmond. Morning, Patrick. And I tell you what, with footy being not going at the moment, I thought I wasn't going to see your head on the social media as much, but this week with this footy hub thing that's been put into play by the media, your thoughts? I just keep seeing your head pop up. What is it? How is it going to work? And is it going to work? Well, we haven't heard anything from the AFL at this stage, so that's the most important thing. Um, there's been media speculation around it, and I was asked during the week, would you be uh, in for it, opposed to it? You know, and I was very much non-committal, basically, because there's no information so far on how it would look. We've said as an AFL PA that we are totally committed to um, helping reinvigorate and start the season when it's, um, when it's appropriate to, and that's being in line with... Um, government directives around social distancing, around flattening the curve, contagion, etc. The crux of it, would you be um, comfortable moving to an isolated, for once of a better term, hub somewhere in Australia in order to get games away? Well, we'd absolutely, you'd have to look through it, mm. look through the detail. The safety is clearly the number one priority and the AFL uh, are all over that. They would never put players in a position where they're, they're not in a safe environment. Um, if you tick that box off, you tick off still being able to live somewhat of a normal existence. You know, you're not going somewhere where you're sitting in a room for four weeks straight and you don't see anything other than, um, you know, daylight when you go out and train and play. Well, that's just ridiculous. Clearly, it's not going to be that. It'd have to be um, really well balanced and thought out. As players, we're absolutely open to, to all of it. We need to, um, you know, to get our heads around the detail and how it would look. But I think Clubs, players, the AFL and the AFL-PA are really committed to, to getting the season underway because we know how much it means to the broader community, what it would mean to some sort of normality from week to week. You know, you could watch their, their favourite teams play. Um, you know, you could forget the, you know, the torrid time that everyone's going through at the moment because you'd have your team to support. So, Oh, for me as well, what you just said there, I would guarantee you, if you play, I'll be watching it. That's yep. the thing. And I'll be looking forward to watching you guys play. Not just, you know, not yourself, but the whole yep. AFL teams. It'd give an it end would, to a week and yep, a start exactly. to a week. And it's some sort of normality. I don't even know what normality. day it is. Yeah. I honestly don't even know what day it is. And just one more on the footy side of things before we get into the fishing. They say, I think they're saying three to four weeks of sort of a preseason sort of thing, I guess you could call it. Yep. Uh, yourself, could you be ready in three to four weeks to perform at AFL level? Well, it's it's 
Yes, you have to be. Is it going to be the same level as if you were training with your clubs, going through um, vision of other teams? No, it's not, but it's going to be the best that we can possibly do it. That comes back yeah. to um, how much work you put in individually. So um, players should be working hard now? Absolutely. And they're all working hard. You know, I think we need at least a couple of weeks to get together as a team um, and, you know, and then we'd hit that um, you know, once we get to it. Um, Redmond, I'm not cutting you off. It's very important. No. Obviously, footy in the no, I don't we, care about footy. Talk fishing for we me. We are about fishing, um, and we have a special guest this morning um, to talk uh, to the regulations, the bans on fishing in Victoria. Jala Pulford joins us this morning on Real Adventures. Thanks for joining us, Jala. A huge few weeks, no doubt, at a government level, and huge decisions made uh, for fishermen in Victoria. Yeah, look, it's been an extraordinary period and will be for some time. You know, I think when this um, was, you know, appearing in in the news, you know, this was something that's happening overseas. This was something that seems very strange and unusual. And then with every passing day, I think everyone in the Victorian community has realised that this is going to impact them and is impacting them. And, you know, we've seen some industries... Uh, you know, absolutely devastated by this. You know, he said that um, the Prime Minister um, talking about um, putting entire industries into hibernation. And, you know, there's, um, I, I guess what I, I would like to stress is that our government, state government and the federal government are working uh, incredibly closely together. We've got this new um, creation, really, the National Cabinet. So decisions are made um uh, you know, the decisions being made very quickly, they're being um, implemented um, very, very quickly as well. And we are, everybody is working um, day and night to avoid us uh, having the kind of situation that we are seeing on the news every night in some of those other parts of the world, like the images from places like Italy and Spain, the, the, the news out of New York City, it's utterly horrific. And, um, you know, every effort is, about uh, having the best possible outcomes that we can have here. And so, yeah, everyone everyone is having to play their part and, you know, the community has been, the Victorian community has been outstanding and we are asking a lot of people and, you know, for some that means they're shutting their business and they no longer have a wage. For some people we're saying, um, you know, we know you love participating in, fishing, going out on your boat, um, playing golf, uh, you know, the, the list is really as long as your imagination. Um, and right now, you know, we just need you to do one thing, which is to stay at home. And there are, you know, those four exceptions to the stay at home rule, uh, going out for some, you know, your, your basic needs, your basic supplies, um, work or education, um, unless you can do it at uh at home and um, medical care and caregiving and then just a, a bit of basic exercise. So really, um, we just are all stuck at home um, to do our bit to flatten the curve. And, you know, I know that, um, you know, with Easter upon us, it would be really, really magnificent to be wedding a line, to be out in the boat. I was, I had booked uh, a trip to Eastie Plant um, through some of the fire-affected community um, we were going to go to Mallacoota, but um, stop at Orboston Marlow on the way out and then stop at Painesville on the way back. I had every intention of packing my diving gear and um, 
you know, and doing and doing a bit of diving, which always optimistically involves a little bit of looking for something to have for dinner as well. Um, <laughs> not that good at it, but you know, can't blame the girl for trying. And yeah, no, I've, uh, yeah, I'll be sitting sitting here um, in Ballarat, uh, not doing any of those things like um, I guess everyone else. Yeah, what do you say to the to the fishermen? That um, plenty of feedback that we've received. We we shot out sort of a message to, to our listeners during the week that, you know, you can go and walk the dog in the morning, you can go for a run, you can do yoga in the park, yet fishing has been one of those things that's been cast aside. Was that something that um, that you argued with at a government le- level to try and uh, still have Victorians being able to go out and wet a line in isolation? Or was that just one of those things that was cast aside early in the piece when it came to negotiating what you can and can't do? Well, it's not really a negotiation. That's the thing. It's um, it's advice from the chief health officer and you know the best epidemiologist in the world. And so, you know, the World Health Organization's advice to governments around the world is testing, testing, testing. Uh, the advice from every government around the world is um, stay at home, flatten that curve, and you know it's a, it's a kind of a, a concept that is now so familiar to us but um, was completely unknown to I think most of us as recently as three weeks ago, this curve flattening idea which is basically about slowing the spread of something um, that seems to be incredibly contagious and can have a catastrophic health outcome for lots of people. It doesn't discriminate by uh, where you live, it doesn't discriminate by what your interests are. Whether you, you know, whether you want to go uh, fishing or play golf, it doesn't discriminate. Um, even particularly on age, though more dangerous for older people, uh, but also people with chronic health conditions. Jala, just compared to other states, though, um, we had Scotty Coglin, or we have him on later in the show. We're going to talk to him around. Uh, WA legislation, they can fish in their regions. We can't do that in Victoria. Were there any ifs and buts in regards to the discussion piece around that or was it this is what's best for uh, Victorians and this is just what it's going to be? Well, I think every state, in fact I know, every state and the national government are all uh, absolutely uh, focused on uh, the singular task of the saving lives. And so... um, about a, a week and a half ago, I think, um, it was a, a, the Prime Minister came out of one of those national cabinet meetings and addressed the whole country and said, you know, we recognise that different states have different uh, experiences with COVID-19 uh, and, uh, and there will need to be some points of difference. Um, so, for instance, um, you know, the timing for decisions around schools uh, starting to happen from home. That's happened at, at some slightly different dates in different states. Uh, and so uh, the Victorian Chief Health Officer advice is about what is best for Victoria and what is going to save the most lives in Victoria. So uh, that's um, the only uh, consideration uh, in our mind, what is going to save the most lives. Because, of course, um, people with votes, uh, will get this. Uh, people who like to go fishing uh, will get this. Um, this. You know this. You know this virus. It doesn't discriminate. And um, the advice that we've got uh, is that um, 
it's it's you know it's a very simple proposition um we just all need to be at home and and there's four reasons uh that are the reasons to be out of the home um are very very narrow uh, and we are, um, you know, we, we thank the Victorians uh, who are absolutely and overwhelmingly doing the right thing. Uh, they're staying at home, but we need to keep at it. And I know that, um, you know, we are, well, we are uh, concerned that all of the good work that people have done over the last couple of weeks is at risk of being undone if people don't do the right thing over Easter. Uh, but in terms of what's driving uh, the situation in Victoria, it's the advice about what's best for Victoria and what's going to save the lives of people in Victoria. And so stay at home uh, simply means that, just stay at home. I've, um, I have seen uh, some people uh, trying to make, make the most of the situation that we're all stuck in, whether they're, you know, cleaning cleaning their gear, whether they're, um, you know, to, to tell you this is a slightly funny thing doing the rounds on social media the other day about somebody having a go at fishing in the bath. It was kind of a, a, a sort of a sad but slightly funny comment on where we are at the moment. Like this is, you know, you know, no one is enjoying this. Um, the government certainly doesn't is taking no pleasure in um, requiring these things of people. You know, I um, I would love to be being in and on the water this weekend. This is what I had planned. Uh, and, you know, it's plainly inconsistent with the idea of being at home. And so, yeah, I'm going to be at home. And we're asking everybody else to do that as well. Yala, we really appreciate your time this morning. One quick one before you go, and it's going to be very difficult to, to answer. Investment in fishing, it's been huge over the last few years. Target 1 million has been a huge success. Given the huge financial strain that the entire economy will be under, can you foresee that there is going to be limited spending in the fishing space in Victoria going forward, or is it one of those things that's too hard to see at this stage? Uh, so our election commitments are our election commitments, and we will be delivering them, and the Premier has made it absolutely clear uh, to all his ministers, so Daniel Andrews has made it absolutely clear uh, to me and my colleagues, like election commitments must be delivered. Mm. And so what I can tell you is that our work on fish stocking is continuing. Our work on uh, those upgrades to boat ramps that we promised, uh, our work on reviewing uh, boating infrastructure management, um, all of that, the, the work on the hatchery at Shepparton, that stuff is still going on. And, um, you know, because that is one of the reasons that people can leave home to go to work, um, those contractors are still at work. Our people at fisheries and better boating, they're all working from home, but I'll tell you what, they're all still really busy. Um, so when we do get back into it, when we do get back on the water and in the water, um, I'm hoping the fish will be fatter. Uh, the populations will all be strong. Uh, the, you know, the, those projects will all be um, one or two or three steps further uh, along the road to completion. So I certainly wouldn't want anyone to think uh, that we are in any way diminished in our enthusiasm for making Victoria the best place to go fishing and boating um, in the country. And, you know, this is an interruption to, you know, what everyone loves to do. I know how much people love to do it. And, you know, I have a, a great, like I've 
great, a deep affection for our uh, fishing community. And I really want everyone to stay safe and well and for their families to stay safe and well while this thing um, is upon us. And once uh, it is safe to do so, uh, to get back out there and for it to be uh, bigger and better than ever. Wonderful news hearing that, Reuben. Yala, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Real Adventures and filling us in with where everything sits with COVID-19. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Take care, guys, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to have a chat about it. There you have it, Redman. Uh, Your thoughts on all of that? Nothing that we didn't already understand, but clearly every state uh, handles things differently, and um, there's different populations in every state, so you can't compare, um, you know, apples with apples. Yeah, I don't. Want, I'm not going to, like I said, I'll, I'll 100% do what the government say. I will, and I won't breach those rules. I still think there's could be a little bit of movement for the fishing side of things, but I believe that they're doing what's best for us. Like I said, they're the best health in the world. People in the all world their involved. Advice, yep. All their advice is there. Just for me to say, it's easy for me to leave my house. It is easy for me to do it because I live 30 seconds from the ramp, people are going to be travelling an hour and a half from Altona to get to Queenscliff to go chase the whiting. And they stop, at a, they stop at a bakery, they stop at a petrol station, then they stop at the bakery again. There's three stops they could have avoided. Yep. So I think they are doing a great... I won't argue with them. If I, Like I said, she spoke very well then. She covered all the topics. And that's, the, and that's yep. the reasons. She said the reasons why we can't fish in Victoria. And that's that. Uh, we're going to take your feedback after the break on the social hub. There's plenty happening uh, on Real Adventures this morning and Scotty Coglin a little later for our special guest on All Aboard. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.